Um, mahal. Isang linggo na lang ikakasal na tayo, no? Kaya nga mahal eh. Bakit? Hindi ka ba masaya? Mm, masaya naman. Pero naisip ko lang kasi na hindi pa tayo nakapagpaplano talaga. Gaya ng ano, magiging trabaho mo at trabaho ko, mga ganung bagay. Ako lang. Ha? Ano ikaw lang? Ako lang magtatrabaho. Magstay ka lang sa bahay natin. Bakit naman ganun, mahal? Eh, paano yun? Gusto ko rin magtrabaho. Alam mo, mahal, ang babae, dapat nasa bahay lang. Ikaw na mag-aalaga ng magiging anak natin at gagawa ng mga gawaing bahay habang nasa labas ako. Alam mo, mahal, let's just cancel the wedding. Magandang araw sa inyong lahat and welcome to Baka Babae Yan. I am your host, Jan, and we are back for another podcast episode. But today, may makakasama tayong panibagong guests. So, ang bisita natin ngayon ay lubos na taga-suporta ng women empowerment at kumakampanya laban sa gender-based violence. Hello, Emmy, and welcome to Baka Babae Yan. Say hi to our listeners. Hi, Jen! Thank you for inviting me here and hello to all Baka Babaean listeners. Sana ay ma-enjoy nyo ang episode na to dahil bukod sa magandang boses ko ay napaka-importante ng ating pag-uusapan. Tama ka, Jen! And for sure, ma-enjoy talaga nila dahil nga sobrang interesting and at the same time informative ang topic natin today. Oo nga, introduction pa lang ay marahil nakuha na ang atensyon ng ating mga listeners. It was a dilemma between fighting a love for a man or pursuing the right to build a career. Siyempre, ikaw ba, Emmy? Magpapakasal ka ba sa lalaking ang gusto lang ay gawin kang housewife kahit ng dami mo pang gustong gawin, gaya ng magtrabaho o di kaya ang magbuo ng sarili mong career? Hmm... Siyempre, hindi rin dyan. Alam mo ba nang pagbabawal sa asawa na magtrabaho ay maituturing na socioeconomic violence? And one of its consequences is the feminization of poverty or making women generally more economically vulnerable than men. Siyempre, it can be rooted back sa ating Filipino culture na may konseptong dalagang Filipina or the concept of patriarchy in general. Not allowing women to have a separate income or giving them housewife status is a socioeconomic gender-based violence that contributes to women becoming economically dependent on their partner. So, hindi ito tama at kapag ganito yung partner, girl, you should run. Dahil hindi tayo babae lang, babae tayo. Yes, tama ka dyan, Emmy. At dahil sa sinabi mo about gender-based violence, naalala ko tuloy ang 18-day campaign against gender-based violence or yung 18-day women activism. So, ang event ay pinangunahan ng Oxfam kung saan napakaraming bansa ang nakisali sa campaign na ito. Grabe, 18 days of campaign. That was an amazing initiative to empower and uplift women. But the mere fact that we need to campaign for something 
as basic as human rights speaks a lot about our current situation. Super informative ng campaign na iyon, ano? Lalong-lalo na at hindi lahat sa atin ay may alam tungkol sa gender-based violence dahil napakadami pala ng klase ng violence. It includes domestic, physical, sexual, psychological, economic, and pati na rin yung child early and forced marriage. Sa mga hindi pa nakakaalam, gender-based violence refers to harmful acts directed at a person based on their gender and is heavily rooted to gender inequality and stereotypes. It is very sad to imagine that every one out of three women experiences sexual or physical violence in their lifetime. Ayon sa statistics ng United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Wow! So, nakinig ka talaga, Emmy, sa webinar. <laughs> Pero tama lang naman. At ako rin, actually, ang dami kong natutunan doon. And it is only right that we share it to our listeners. Pero, you know, nakakalungkot lang. And at the same time, nakaka-alarma na pataas ng pataas ang datos ng kaso ng gender-based violence. Especially for a country, you know, like the Philippines, poverty acts as one main contributor to violence. Lalo na ngayong kasagsaga ng pandemya, napipilitan ang mga tao na mag-conform sa hindi kaaya-ayang gawain. And it's really sad and it needs to be stopped. Pero bago natin matigil ang gender-based violence, dapat munang malaman kung ano ba ang dapat itigil. Isa kasi yan sa mga problema, hindi lahat ay alam ang karapatan kaya sila naaabuso. Walang proper education or an eye-opener for the victims, kumbaga. Like what Jen said earlier, gender-based violence can be in different forms and manifestations. These different forms are not mutually exclusive and multiple incidences of violence can be happening at once and reinforcing one another. So, you mean, maliban sa gender-based violence, pwede rin na may mangyaring ibang klase ng violence all at once? Yes, that is correct, but we will focus more on gender-based violence right now. So, as what I have said, there are different manifestations and forms. So, the first form is physical violence or an act which causes physical harm as a result of unlawful physical force. It can take the form of serious and minor assault and even manslaughter. Ang physical violence ay isa sa pinaka-common na klase ng gender-based violence. At ayon sa 2017 National Demographic and Health Survey conducted by the Philippine Statistics Authority, one in every four Filipino women ages 15 to 49 has experienced physical violence. Next is sexual violence or any sexual act performed on an individual without their consent. It can take the form of rape or sexual assault. So, for example, kahit na kasal kayo, it doesn't mean that your husband can do whatever he wants without your consent. Marriage does not 
grant him unlimited consent to your body and well-being. If you said no, but he insisted and still did it, then it is considered marital rape. RA number 8353 penalizes the crime without regard to the rapist legal relationship with his victim. So, if asawa mo man yan or hindi, rape is rape. So, this is a reminder for husbands and even for wives pala kasi kahit lalaki na rape rin, that marriage is not a license to force your partners into having sexual intercourse. Always remember to ask for consent. Yes, definitely. Consent is a must. So, the next form of gender-based violence is psychological violence or any act which causes psychological harm to an individual. Psychological violence can take the form, for example, coercion, defamation, verbal insult or harassment. Common form nito ay verbal harassment. Kasi nga, sometimes words cut deeper than knives. But this pandemic, with the surge of social media usage, defamation and disinformation are timely examples of psychological violence. So, may kwento ako ng isang halimbawa pala ng psychological violence. So, I had this friend of mine, babae siya ha, at nakipag-break siya sa kanyang long-time boyfriend. Una, okay lang sa boyfriend dyan na maghiwalay. So, ayun nga, they broke up at di nag-contact ng ilang buwan. Then, after three months daw or so, yung ex nag-message. Tapos, gusto daw makipagbalikan. Eh, yung friend ko ayaw na. Kasi yung lalaki, binablackmail siya na ipagkakalat daw ang private pictures ng friend ko at sisiraan daw sa mga kakilala nila. So, aside from withholding a piece of information to blackmail someone, defamation rin iyon if ever ginawa ng lalaki ang pagkakalat ng mga kung ano-anong istorya doon. So, my friend's parents actually took legal actions against him. So, my advice to men, please listen. Please don't be trash, Okay? Okay. Grabe naman yon. such behavior shouldn't be tolerated. May your friend gets the justice she deserves. So moving on, the last form naman ng gender-based violence na discuss natin ay ang child early and forced marriage. It is a human rights violation that robs a girl of her childhood and education and also limits her possibilities for growth and stability. So, ayun nga, talamak ang aktibidad na ito lalo na sa mga di gaanong sibilisadong lugar kasi nga they are bounded by their old traditions and practices. Minsan naman, ginagamit na lamang itong paraan ng ibang mga magulang para makaahon sa hirap. But it is a win for us guys kasi nga neto lang January 6 ay tuluyan nang naipasa bilang batas ang End Child Marriage Bill, a bill banning child marriages in the country including cohabitation with a minor with corresponding penalty for violators. And kagaya nga ng sinabi ng speaker, gender-based violence is like an ignored pandemic. 
matagal nang mayroong gender-based violence, ngunit hindi lang ito nabibigyang pansin dahil nasanay ng mga tao. But we know that not because it's being normalized means that it is already correct and acceptable. This is also one of the many reasons why violence exists until now. It's the social norms and the macho-feudal culture that continuously fuels violence. In order for us to extinguish the fire, we need buckets of catalyst to speed up change. And may we be the catalyst that will put a stop to the generational social norms and gender-based stereotypes. It all starts with us. Yes, let us all together put out the fire. But before that, ano muna ang chemical composition ng fire? <laughs> Charot lang. Pero seryoso, no? We have to identify first what are the gender norms we are talking about. Actually, ang daming gender norms na patuloy pa rin nating nilalabanan at binabago. Kagaya na lang ng stereotype na ang babae ay dapat manatili sa loob ng bahay habang ang lalaki naman ang nagtatrabaho. This gender norm suggests the idea that men are more capable and dominant in nature than women, and that women should always follow the men's lead. And even now, this social norm is evident not only in the patriarchal system at home, but also in government. Exactly. Matrifutal culture is difficult, especially when men themselves hold higher positions not only in politics, but almost in all sectors of society. Also, what is said is that some social norms begin at home. For example, women are always expected to behave in feminine ways. Growing up, girls are dressed with skirts, sparkling dresses, and other accessories, while boys are expected to be tough and sporty. And most of us grew up with those kind of mindset. Kasi nga, iyon ang kinalikihan natin. And as we get older, we realize na hindi pala dapat ganon. Like girls can wear anything, blue or play different sports, and that boys can also wear accessories. So in order to abolish gender stereotypes, change needs to begin at home. And also at work, assertive women are considered to be unfeminine and are bossy because women are expected to be natural nurturers and men to be natural leaders. This leads to inequality at work at minsan nga pating sahod ay naaapektuhan pa dahil sa paniniwala na ang mga babae ay may asawa naman na may trabaho rin at nagsusuporta sa pinansyal na aspeto sa bahay. These social norms are perpetuators of violence kasi nga parang pinapahiwatig na mas dominante ang mga lalaki at mas may karapatan na mamuna at magpasunod ng mga kababaihan. At kapag hindi nasunod ang kagustuhan, malaki ang tsansa na humantong sa tinatawag na gender-based violence, kagaya ng mga pisikal na pananakit sa asawa o di kaya pagmumura at iba pang verbal harassment. At kahit saan at anong oras pwedeng mangyari ang gender-based violence. So abolishing unfair and toxic social norms plays a key in eradicating violence. 
So, Emmy as students, how can we help in ending gender-based violence ba? So, as students, we must educate ourselves first on the root causes of violence. While boys and men do experience abuse, it is important to remember that the majority of victims are female and majority of perpetrators are men. Let's read books and articles and learn about the myths and realities of gender violence, understand how our society condones it, and put it into practice. Yes, that's correct. And we should also interrupt sexist and discriminatory remarks because words are powerful, especially when used by people who have power over others. And since we live in a society where words are used to put girls and women down, gendered name-calling sends the message that girls and women are less than fully human. When girls and, and women are seen as inferior, it becomes easier to treat them with disrespect and violence. And let us change the way we speak to help change the way we think. Stop victim blaming. For no one wants to be violated. Don't blame girls and women for how they choose to dress or judge their behavior. Violence can't be prevented through limiting the freedoms of these people. This only allows perpetrators to become invisible and not held accountable. Also, let us stop rape culture. And one way to stop rape culture is by not allowing people to minimize or normalize sexual assault and rape through jokes. So if a peer tells a joke about sexual violence against girls and women, let us say that we do not find it funny and that we won't tolerate it. Be a mentor. Volunteer your time to preventing violence by speaking to others and speaking for others. This brings awareness to the issue which will motivate other people to act as well. And lastly, let us understand and practice consent. Boys and men need to be respectful when entering into a sexual relationship and should not feel entitled to girls' and women's bodies. But again, consent works for everyone. Let us always ask for consent so that we don't end up violating other people. So as students, sobrang dami nating pwedeng gawin para maikampanya ang pagtigil sa gender-based violence. Just by spreading awareness and taking a stand, we are all making a step forward. Let's all remember na ang pagbabago ay nagsisimula sa sarili natin. Lahat tayo ay nagsisimula sa isang hakbang at habang tumatagal, dumadami tayong naglalakbay tungo sa ekwalidad. So tama again, Emi, no? I hope our listeners were able to learn something from our podcast. At Emi, baka mayroon ka pang gustong sabihin or itanong bago matapos ang episode na ito, go lang! Ay, oo pala. I often receive this question. I might as well share this. Bakit daw ang laban kontra gender-based violence ay parang laban kontra sa lalaki? Is this some sort of feminism? Because in that case, parang pinopromote lamang ang gender inequality by pinning all the faults on men. So, iyon ang tanong dyan. 
Well, that's a very interesting question. Una is bakit ang laban contra gender-based violence ay parang laban contra sa lalaki. Like what we have said earlier ni Emmy, violence can happen to both males and females. However, data shows that more women are violated and oftentimes men are the perpetrators. Dahil nga iyon sa tinatawag natin na social norms kung saan mas tinitignan na mababa ang kababaihan kumpara sa kalalakihan. And that's where feminism comes in. Dahil nga nasa ibaba ang kababaihan, kailangan natin silang hilahin pataas kasama ang kanilang karapatan upang pantayan ang kalalakihan at mabura na ang patriarkal na pamumuno sa sosyedad. So we uplift women not by downgrading men, but correcting men's abusive behavior so that both men and women can stand in the same platform which grants equality. I agree with your statements, Jen. It was very well said. Dapat hilahin natin pataas ang karapatan ng kababaihan upang tuluyang mabigyang wakas ang karahasan. And that's our wrap for our today's podcast episode of Baka Babae Yan. Maraming salamat, Emmy, sa iyong pagsama sa diskursong ito. And of course, thank you so much to our listeners. Let us continue our fight for equality dahil hindi tayo babae lang, kundi babae tayo. Kaya abante babae tungo sa equal na karapatan para sa kababaihan. This is your host, Jan, at magandang araw sa inyong lahat.